Hello and welcome to jasonnewland.com um, or freehypnosisservice.com or freehypnosisservice.podomatic.com or well, my name's Jason Newland. Hope you're well. This is a HypnoChats video and I'm trying to do this on a my video camera that I've got. So I've had this video camera for quite a while and for some reason it didn't allow me to upload videos onto the laptop so I don't know, some problem with it so I'm going to give it another go because it's usually a bit better quality than the other stuff that I use, you know, the definitely better quality than the iPhone and um, I think picture quality is probably better than anything else that I use I do need to get a bit more light into the room but other than that um, it should be okay at the moment I've got this light shining right in my face it's a bit it's actually a bit uncomfortable <laughs> for me but uh, that's okay I haven't I uh, don't know where the uh, little I used to have a little grey thing which I used to press to start the record but I don't know where it is so I'll have to edit the video um, again which is fine so how are you all doing hope you're well hope that the day is treating you okay it's the the weekend it's Saturday the 4th of January I think and this is by HypnoChats oh excuse me for yawning I was getting a little bit tired when I do these videos So the hypnochats are just a kind of a mixture between hypnosis session and adjacent chat session where I perhaps give a little bit of personal information, personal insight into the specific subject that I'm focusing on so that it's not just, it's just more like a conversation rather than me just talking at you. Although I guess I still am just talking at you, but it feels a bit more conversational, if that makes sense. So, um, in my last couple of videos, uh, I have asked or offered to do requests, so to um, do a session on a specific subject. And I've had a few requests so far now, um, and uh, I did one yesterday, I actually made a video request for yesterday, which was based on self-esteem, um, and there's, I've got another request as well, which I've had for um, today's one. I've had a few requests, but I can only do one at, or at a time. So this one is, I'll give you, tell you who it's from. It's from a lady called, oh, okay, I'll read it to you. 
It's from Christy. Um, somebody that's on my, she left a message on my Facebook page. She says, um, she'd like a request for encouragement and positive affirmation for single mothers. It's stressful and overwhelming and it could really help uh, to hear some positivity for a change. Thanks for all your videos. You rock. Well, thank you. You rock too. Thank you for that message. So, this is for Christy and for all the other single mothers and single fathers out there. Because, you know, there's, there's a few men that are also doing that job as well, looking after children uh, for whatever reason. So, that's what I'm looking to do today. With, if you go onto my YouTube channel, it's Jason Newland Hypnosis. That's the channel on YouTube. And I've changed the hypno chats from day one to just number one. Because I do aim to do a video, a new video every day. But I can't guarantee it. Because of time and because... You know, in real reality, I don't, I don't want to let background sounds get in the way of me doing these videos. But if there was a lot of noise, it's going to distract me from doing it. And I probably wouldn't want to do it. Luckily, it's fairly quiet. So I thought I'd take the opportunity to just spend half an hour and get a video done. And do today's video. But again, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And then next week when I go back to work I don't know how I'm going to be um, excuse me I'm playing with my feet here it might I might be very tired and I don't know how much energy I will have to make a video so I just have to see how I am um, I guess if I've only got a, if I haven't got much energy and it'll need to be a short session I can just do it on my iPhone and just upload it manually like that or automatically upload it and uh, it'll be quite easy if I make it on the, the like doing it here I'll need to do editing and um, have to upload it via the laptop and it will take you know a couple of hours for that to be done so depending on how long of course the video is um, I tend to make these ones a bit longer because because uh, I've gone to the effort of getting it all set up with the iPhone it's easier to stick it on a stack of books get it so I can see myself and then press record and then upload it it's really simple unfortunately the picture's not so good um, not that the picture's great on this but it's looking okay at the moment but I think I just need a bit more light so I will work on that that is one of my things I'm going to work on getting a bit more light and I think the fact that this light's come on shows that there isn't enough light in the room. There should be a way of doing it. Maybe if I turn around and face the other way, because that's where the light is there, that might be better. Whatever happens, it's going to work out fine. And what I've done today is I've actually bought myself some, they're on the wall over there, but some... Um, year planners I've got two they're, they're fairly big they're not huge but they're big enough 
um, basically for the year. So I've got two. I'm probably going to get another two. One of them is basically just a year planner to kind of mark off the days of the week that I've worked. Um, because my intention is potentially to just do the year, finish at the end of the year. So I just mark that off. And I've also got the different things that I want to do. So I need to pay off certain amounts of money at certain intervals during the month, during the year. So I've got to pay off some money in April, August and in December. And then that will be that debt cleared. And then every month we've got another debt that I need to pay. So that's kind of, that's that one. That's more the, the money one. Then the one underneath I've got where I keep a track. I write down the number of video views on YouTube that I get every day. Um, so it's not huge at the moment to be fair it's I had about 20 just under 27,000 views last month and um, the last few days it hasn't been very high quite often it's that way over New Year anyway um, I'm getting just under 900 views uh, the last couple of days and yesterday I think it was 800 something like that so it wasn't wasn't great so yeah and that will grow and my aim by the end of the year by the end of 2014 is to be having 10,000 views a day that's my aim and um, I was getting 2,000 views a day a couple of years ago which just over a year ago before I lost that channel so it's possible I will uh, that's, that's my aim that's what I'm aiming for and just see what happens. So my aim is to record, make, produce, upload, release, and one hypnosis session every day throughout 2014. And by the end of 2014 to have 10,000 views a day. I'm hoping it will grow, but you know, who knows? I'd like to have about 10,000 subscribers as well. See now there's people upstairs now, so this session is not doesn't need you to be everything to be really quiet, which is handy because the elephants upstairs it sounds like elephants, but they're not they're just this the floorboards are really creaky that's it it's the same down here when I go to bed, and I don't realize it until early hours of the morning and the floorboards are really creaky, and I'm at the bottom of the of the building, so it's probably just the same upstairs, but it's more so because obviously it's floorboards. There's no concrete like there is here. So it's quite weird though because I do get angry. When I do. <laughs> it's kind of ironic. I'm doing these relaxation sessions. And then I end up finding myself getting wound up because of people enjoying themselves, basically. And it's a Saturday night. Um, but that's not the point. And she's a single mother. No, she, she's not. <laughs> um, so, that was a joke. My experience, my experience, I've had quite a lot of experience with single mothers. Um, from various different angles hopefully this isn't sounding too bad but from the angle of I have 
I've got family members that are single mothers. I've so I know how hard it can be. Um, two of those family members have gone through, you know, going through the university, um, working full time, studying, and raising children at the same time. Um, I've also got. Uh, I've been in relationships with single mothers as well and seeing all the juggling that goes into it and you know all the attention you've got to give especially if there's more than one child it's like both the children all three of the children want your attention at the same time and it's, it's, it's a lot to deal with um, and this is a juggle constant juggle I know life is a constant juggle but to be a single mother or single parent let's say a single parent is a juggle because there's just so much and it's never ending it's never finished you're never done and you know as I said I've, I've dated a few single mothers over the years and um, and it's kind of normal I mean people meet people don't we meet people that have children especially as I'm getting older it's more likely that I'm going to meet people that have children and I've met quite a few over the years and as a counsellor I've also counselled single parents and there's the additional thing that is quite often forgotten I think when it comes to the single parents is the the balance not only with the child raising the child so trying to give um, a balanced upbringing, trying to be the good cop and the bad cop at the same time, which is pretty impossible in some ways. So, you know, you can't say if your child's misbehaving, wait till your dad gets home or wait till your mum gets home, you get told off because you're the one that has to tell them off. So you're kind of good cop and bad cop which is confusing for the child, which is confusing for the relationship, which is nobody's fault, it's just, it's difficult sometimes. Then you've got the additional issues with the father or the mother, so the other parent of the child that isn't there. Maybe they're not there ever, you know, they've just completely gone. Maybe they passed away, maybe they're in the life, maybe they see the child regularly. Maybe you're having issues with getting maintenance from the, the, the other parent. All those things add up to more stress. And then it adds the pressure up, doesn't it? The pressure of how do you talk about that other person to your child? Because it could be so easy to moan about the father Oh, he's a bastard, he's this, he's that, or she's this, she's that. Which is no good for the child. Let the child decide for themselves when they get older how they've been treated, based on how they have been treated, based on what they have seen, what they have learnt, you know? Because that way you don't lose your child later on. So it's, and it's a natural human instinct to go down that road, you know, to take it out on the child in the sense of, 
your father did this, you're just like your dad or you're just like your mum when they misbehave, which is unhelpful, not a thing to do, no good for anyone, and it's going to come back to bite you in the ass if you do it. So, and it's not a judgment, it's just really just how difficult it is to not do that stuff because it's human nature to do that stuff. It's such a balance, such a balance of trying to do the right thing and on the same level not knowing what the right thing is to do because there is no guides really, There's, everything is different, every relationship, every child is different, every parent is different, every relationship is different, every situation is unique and you're unique and your relationship with your child is unique. And then you've got television, continuously, or the newspapers, continuously judging and commenting about single parents and how they're draining the taxpayers' money and using up resources and the negativity that goes with that. But on the other side, they're saying, well, we've got too many old people at the moment. This country's, you know, England, it's going to be full of old people, which means basically saying we need more younger people, which means we need more babies. Because without the young people, the human race will well, be extinct, I guess. So there's a lot of mixed messages going towards single parents. And it's hard work. It's really hard work and there's not enough recognition, I don't think, for single parents because it does take two people to raise a child. Physically, emotionally. In fact, it probably takes more than two. Ideally four if you've got grandparents or six if you've got two grandparents. So if you're doing it on your own, you're doing the work of up to you know two or three people. Because that work still needs to be done. So there's a lot of pressure upon the single parent to do that stuff. And it just seems a shame that that single parents are actually not given the recognition that they deserve or that you deserve. On the same side, you also need to look after yourself because it's okay to say to yourself, oh, this child is my life. But at some point that child is going to leave. Whether it's in 20 years time, whatever, child is going to go off to university to college or get married or move to another town or might even move to another country so you still have to have your own identity you still need to keep your own self not losing yourself within that child even though the child may feel like an extension to you that child is not you 
It's a separate thing. It's no longer physically attached the way it was when it's inside your body or if you're a man, I guess, inside your body originally. So you need to think of yourself. I hear a lot, especially on Facebook, um, you know, the little messages saying, uh, it's usually women that put them on there saying, um, my, I put my children first, my children are my life. Well, your life needs to be you. Your children are part of your life. You need to be the most important person in your life. Because without you, what is your child going to do? Your happiness is important. And if all you've got to eat is a pizza, and you give all of that pizza to your child, on some level you might be thinking you've done the right thing, but you haven't. What about you? You need to have some of that pizza for yourself. I know that might seem weird, it might go against societal views, but you need to think about yourself. Not as opposed to thinking about your child, but as well as, as additional. And your child does need you. And your child will need you, more than likely, for a long, long, long time. But you also need you. And you need to look after yourself so that you can be there for your child, so that you can be there for yourself. And having a relationship with a man or a woman is okay. Being happy is okay. It doesn't have to be one or the other. It doesn't have to be a case of either being a parent or being happy. And I know that some would say, well, is a happiness involved in being a parent? There is, but there's also a lot of stress, a lot of unpleasant experiences with being a, a mother or a father as well. It's not all, it's mixed feelings, it's not all wonderful, it's not all great, it's not all perfect, it's not all pleasurable. If you say it is, then you're lying, because it's not. Because it hurts. When your child falls over, it hurts. It emotionally hurts you. When your child is ill, coughing or sneezing, you can't do anything. It hurts. It's painful. When your child is having a wonderful time, you feel wonderful. But you are not that child. The child is separate. The child is not you. You are you. Your response is that. It's a response. Because you feel emotionally connected to your child. Doesn't mean you can't have pleasure outside of that. Of course you're not going to allow a, a man or woman to come in and 
hurt your child. Of course. That goes without saying. That doesn't need to be said. That's the point. It doesn't need to be said. If you meet someone you like, and the first thing you say to them is, well, you're not going to get in the way between me and my son. My son comes first. That's that's enough to actually put a little, a big barrier actually, not even a little barrier, a barrier between you and that person. Because everybody knows that anyway. Who doesn't know that a mother or a father wouldn't generally put their child first in a sense of over a partner? Sometimes. Not always. Why should the child always come first? I'm not talking about health or safety. I'm talking about generally. If you want to do something with your wife or with your husband or with your new boyfriend or girlfriend. And the child, 10 year old maybe, says, I don't want to do that. Doesn't mean you can't do it. Are you really going to get let a child tell you what to do? It might seem like I've gone off track a bit. Maybe I have. But the point is, it's a difficult balance. And the thing that I've noticed over the years is people put their children way before themselves. Before their own health, before their own safety, before their own mental, emotional health, even physical health. When I said earlier about the pizza, I've heard this. I've heard uh, people saying, oh, I gave my child um, the last bit of food. Well, why didn't you have any yourself? Even if it's just a couple of mouthfuls, that can be the difference between feeling ill and feeling, you know, just a bit hungry. So, there's more, so much to it. And also, I can't name them, but there's so many examples of children that have been brought up by single parents. They've gone on to be successful. They've gone on to, you know, be happy. I think probably, possibly, maybe, the most important thing is to have some kind of stability and to have those role models that maybe are needed. So if it's a boy living with his mother, who's a single parent, then that boy may need a man in his life as a role model, whether it's a teacher, whether it's uh, an uncle, whether, you know, whoever. It could just be a next-door neighbour. It could be, you know, as long as that person's safe. And that's sometimes the advantage of having your children join, like, a boxing club or karate club or skating club or, you know, some football and things like that because... Not only do they have the peer 
find you know get the peer um, relationships there's also the teacher or the coach relationship as well the adult with the discipline and the same goes for girls as well it goes for both I mean for girls being brought up by a, a lady a female a mum to have a, a male role model is important. It doesn't have to be someone that you're in a relationship with. Someone that lives in the house. I'll tell you a story. Um, there's an old theory. There's an old idea. Um, that. Men. Can't. Counsel. Women. That have been. Raped or. Uh, sexually abused by men and when I got into counselling that was kind of how it is you know to the point where there's agencies which will not will not employ male counsellors they even put it on the website no male counsellors here and I have counselled women that have both well been raped and being abused and I asked those girls I say they were quite young but I've also um, I've also counselled like older women as well plus older men I asked them all straight away are you okay talking about this with me because if you want I can refer you to a female counsellor and they all gave the same answer they were all fine so this is the idea that you know you're a man therefore you're this you're a woman therefore you're this you know you're a man therefore you can't look after children you're a woman therefore I'm trying to think of something, some stereotype about women. But do you know what I mean? There's all these stereotypes when actually the idea of, well for me, the idea of what I do is, I try and do is to get rid of those stereotypes and to get some freedom going. Get some freedom. Because freedom's important. To free our minds up so that it's not so stuck, not so rigid and, I don't know, does that make sense? Like, you know, that kind of, this must be like this because that's how it's always been, therefore that's how it always should be. And life isn't like that. I know life can feel like that for a lot of people. And I know that life and progression is very difficult for the older generation. And I'm noticing it now is the younger generation are using words which I don't quite understand. Um, you know, in England now, they call the young people call the police the feds. That was never called them the feds when I was when I was young. Um they use the word sick instead of good. That must be confusing when they go to the hospital. How are you feeling? 
yeah imagine you just had an operation and you're feeling better and the doctor says how are you yeah i'm sick and they keep you in there forever so miscommunication is in society and it's encouraged and it's quite a weird one i don't quite get why um sometimes i'll be talking to somebody and i feel like i don't, I don't actually know what they've said to me or that they've actually heard what I've said. And I class myself as being a fairly easily communicative person. Um, and I will ask if I don't, to clarify, if I'm not sure what someone means, I will ask for them to clarify what they mean, to explain to me what it is that they're saying, so that I understand. Not because I want to judge them, or because I want to argue with them, just so that I can understand what they've said. Um, and it's amazing how that isn't done how a lot of people don't do that and they're thinking that what they're thinking the other person means and then they're going about their business thinking something completely different it's all this miscommunication going on and sometimes I observe it and two different people they're talking they're talking about completely different things and neither of them know it. It can be quite funny at times, but I guess it's very harmful. There's a lot of, a lot of, I guess, bad things have happened because of that. A lot of relationship breakups. So, I think getting back to the point, I will eventually get back to the point. Single parents... I think it's an amazing thing. I think anyone that brings up a child or children on their own, with or without help, is amazing to do that. If you can do that and the child is happy, then I think that's great. The only thing, the problem I think with, um, with being a parent, I'm not a parent. But I was a parent for a year, near enough, and then had a DNA test, and the child wasn't mine, so that's that. But from my experience of counselling young people and counselling older people, and just just being alive for forever, is it doesn't matter what you do with that child, you know, providing you treat the child correctly. And you know you treat them kindly, and you know you bring them up the best way you can. Um, no matter how well you treat that child, there will come a time during the teenage years when that child doesn't like you, and the child may not even know, or the teenager may not even know why, and they're going to blame you for stuff because it's safe to blame you. So there's, it's kind of a, it's a weird one and they won't even know why. And you'll go through a period of thinking you'd failed and you'd done something wrong. And if you have got young children and you're not aware of this, you're probably aware that this happens. Just notice how happy the child is while the child's growing up. Up to the age of 10 or 11, whatever year they turn into teenagers. 
and just notice if they're happy. And then when they do get to 13 or 14, at least you can lay in bed and, and you know there may be something you can do to help. There may be issues going on which you can help with them with. Of course, you go down that road and you get what help you can and you let them know that you're there to support them. And if they need you to talk to them, you can. But also, at least you can have the peace of mind to know that you've done everything you can and there's going to be the odd occasion where things didn't go as well as you'd planned. But ultimately, if you can remember that your child's smiling and laughing and being happy, you can know in your heart that you've done a good job. Regardless of what happens with that child in the future. Because we all have free will. So how you bring your child up is not necessarily going to have any impact on whether or not that child um, joins the army or becomes a police person or becomes a teacher or becomes an exotic dancer or becomes a comedian or does hypnosis or whatever or has lots of children from an early age or whatever, whatever they do you're going to have an influence potentially but you may have no influence at all on what they do when they get older that influence might come from something else or somebody else or that might just be within them that they want to do that. So even if they blame you in their mind because it's safe for them to do that, because you're a safe person, there's no reason for you to blame you because you can know in your heart that you've treated your child with respect, with care, with kindness and with love. And you've done your best. And if you can say that, then you can sleep easily. You can feel content and you can feel confident in yourself to know that you've done your best. What more can anybody do but than to do their best? What more can anyone do, honestly? There's nothing more that any of us can do but to do our best I do my best doing this and some of them might be good some of them might not be good I don't know I'll do what I can I've got some experience of some of this stuff I do know that a lot of parents blame themselves for what the child's doing and I know that a lot of children blame their parents for what they're doing um, but a lot of the time it's the child's reaction because let's face it who knows how to deal with a teenager the teenager doesn't know how to deal with a teenager and an adult doesn't know how to deal with a teenager very well because you got that they're no longer a child but they're not an adult and you've only got two ways of dealing with people if you can deal with them as an adult on a level or you can look down at them and you can talk down to them as a child and control them. Once you're a teenager, you can no longer do that because they're physically bigger. But also, they're much more difficult, much more 
harder to communicate with. On the same level, they don't know how to interact with you because they don't see you as an equal because they're not an adult yet. But on the same level, they're not a child. They're not looking up to you the way they used to. They now see your faults. They don't see you as this perfect person anymore, as maybe they did when they were five. When someone's five, you're God to them. You're everything. You're their world. You're the most important person on the planet. When they're little, when they get to become a teenager, they may still depend on you, but you're not the only person in their life. And you're possibly, maybe, the person they struggle most with. But that's not your fault. It's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. That's why we need to get away. We need to do away. We need to exterminate the blame game. Exterminate the blame game. Think of a Daleks from Doctor Who. Exterminate, exterminate. Shh. The blame game, bye-bye. Doesn't help anyone, never has helped anyone. All it does is cause suffering and pain. Yet people continue doing it. Blaming, blaming, blaming helps nobody. So you blame your child. Doesn't help you or your child. If your child blames you, doesn't help you or your child. If you blame yourself, doesn't help you or your child. If your child blames him or herself, doesn't help he, either of you. Blaming gets no one anywhere. Never has done, never will done. Never will done, never will do. Or done. I think I got my point across on that one. Blame game, exterminate. It's quite weird next time you see Doctor Who or you hear or you see it, the TARDIS or think, you know, the words exterminate from Doctor Who and the Daleks, you'll think of me, the blame game, exterminate. Every time you blame somebody for something, you can just imagine a Dalek appears and shoots a bolt of lightning or you know from the gun from the big gun on the top of its head and exterminates that blame pops it blows it away disintegrates it gone i wonder what that'll be like just to wave goodbye to that blame blaming yourself for what you could have done what you could have been person you could have been blaming yourself because you could have been a better parent you could have done this better well there's always room for improvement for all of us that's pretty much the result of that thinking to remember there's room for improvement There's room for improvement without the blame, without picking at yourself. So what could you do instead? How about, this is just an idea, how about celebrating? 
being a parent? How about celebrating what you have accomplished? How about celebrating bringing a life into the world? How about celebrating the opportunity to mould a human being into a kind, loving, nurturing person who will improve this planet? And you have the power to do this. You have a blank piece of paper and you've got the pencil that you can draw. Because the way you treat your child will affect how that child experiences the world. Will affect how that child treats other people. And although that child will have free choice, your child will make his or her decisions based upon how you've treated him or her. It doesn't mean that you're responsible for anything that your child does. It just means you're giving them more of an, uh, an opportunity to feel wonderful. You're giving your child more opportunity to feel loved, to feel cared for, to really feel precious as all human life is. And isn't that amazing, that opportunity to just allow your child to look at the world through eyes of positivity, through eyes of kindness, without fear, with trust, because you can protect your child and then there will come a time when you don't need to protect your child because your child will be able to protect him or herself and at some point maybe your child will come to the point of looking after you in a long time so I'm just wondering how it feels for you to Kind of just think about this in a different way, the idea of celebrating, the idea of giving yourself the reward. Maybe doing some things that you enjoy doing. Because let's face it, if you're happy, your child will be happy. Because it affects the child. You think about it, if what you do affects your dog or your cat, which it does, because dogs pick up on emotions. Your child is going to pick up on emotions a lot more because your child has learnt emotions from you. It's learnt by watching your face, by mimicking you, by studying you for years maybe. So... That's kind of, you know, this 
a lot going on there, but it's definitely, I think, worth giving yourself the opportunity to celebrate being a single parent. Or maybe we should just forget the single part. Let's just say parent. Because being a parent, regardless of whether you've got help or not, whether you're in a relationship or not, whether you're married or not, the responsibility is is huge. And as long as you do the best that you can do, you can sleep easily at night. And remember not to live your life through your child. Because you're a separate person. You're entitled to have fun. You're entitled to have pleasure. You're entitled to live your own life. So that's something worth remembering as well. To just celebrate being you. Because you're not just a parent. You're more than that. You're a human being. So, I don't know if this has been of any use and I know there's been some background sounds while I've been talking and I think they're celebrating and I think they've got a bar mitzvah or something going on up there. Um, or Anne Summer's party or something. And... This subject, and I know it's a serious subject for people, um, because it is, it can feel like it takes over your life. But it's really, really important to look after yourself. It's really, really, really important to look after yourself. Because if you went to a doctor, and your doctor says to you, um, you got to give up smoking. And you say to him, okay. He says, you've got to give up smoking because whatever, you know, it's important. So you say, okay. So you go to the reception, you go to make another appointment in a month's time, and you go outside. And as you go around the back, you see your doctor standing there smoking a cigarette. How much notice are you going to take? How much respect will you have for that doctor? Even though the doctor's got a right to smoke, as anyone has. But if he or she's telling you to stop, there's sort of a contradiction. So you want your child to be happy. Then maybe you need to Show that yourself. Show your child ways to be happy. And show your child that you can be happy. There's no point expecting your child to do something that you can't do. That seems a bit unfair. Although your child will do things that you can't do or haven't done. That's natural. But don't expect your child to be happy if you're unwilling to do that yourself. So 
to live a life that's for you. And part of your life is your child. Part of your child's life is you. But your child will grow up, have friends, maybe even get married, have a relationship, live with someone. Their life won't be all about you. Even though it might be at the moment. But that even only lasts for a short time once kids get friends, television, video games. Their life isn't all about you. They depend on you. You may be the most important person in their life. But they don't think of you all the time. Then it's natural. So all you can do is look after your child. Do the best you can. It's important that you celebrate your success. To celebrate being you. And to remember that you're more than a parent. You're you and you're a parent. So don't limit yourself. Free your mind. And that's the whole point of what I'm aiming to do with the things that I do here, with the videos. It's just loosening things up a bit. So you can just see things a little bit differently. Because one change leads, can lead, to many more changes, like a domino effect. Your behaviour affects your child's behaviour. I'll give you an example, an example of uh, one of my clients. Um, the situation was, this person was living in a house with their child and their child was early 20s and every day the parent who was my client would go in and say hello to the child and the child well, would just not have one ammunition to do them just like just ignore them and this went on for about two or three months and my client couldn't figure out what was going on. Why she just it didn't... They used to be so close and now she just didn't want anything to do with her. And couldn't figure it out. So I just said, well, have you considered just ignoring her? And this was like the worst thing in the world, I just said. Like, what do you mean? This isn't my child. I gave birth to this and I've you know, I've spent the last 20 years raising this child. What do you mean ignore them? Well, you, I said, I don't mean ignore them if they speak to you, but just don't go out of your way. Just go about your way, get up in the morning, do your, do your stuff and just do what you do. And don't say hello to them. My client came back the next week and uh, my client said, I don't want to come anymore, I want to see a different counsellor. <laughs> no, she, she, she didn't, she didn't. She said, um, I did what you said. And after two days, my child came to me. 
actually came to my room and asked me if I was okay. And then they got talking and it kind of changed. And from then on, the rest of the week, her child was making some effort with her. So, see old adage, if you keep doing what you've always done, the response will be the same. The action's the same. The response will be the same. And that's kind of normal. That's why we do the same action, generally, is to get the same response. That's why we do repetitive things. Is because we know it's going to lead to the same thing every time. The ironic thing is we also do the same thing when we don't want the same response. Um, when we want something different to happen, we need to do something different. And even if it means playing around with it, first of all, getting a sense of humour is worthwhile. Um, even if it's not appropriate. Even if you don't find something funny. Just to try and see something slightly humorous within the situation you know doesn't mean you find the situation funny it just means that it's inappropriate and you that's why it's funny because it's inappropriate something that you could have said to that person but you didn't but it's made you kind of chuckle a bit because if you had said it it would have been like the worst thing to have said and you would have just like couldn't believe you just said it it's like being at a funeral and laughing at a funeral. It's the worst thing in the world to do. I did it once. It's not the worst thing in the world to do, but I, I laughed during a funeral and I couldn't help it. Um, basically, it was my aunt's funeral. So after the funeral, we went outside. The flowers were outside. A distant friend of the family came along and said, Oh, well, hello. Um, and she said the name of my auntie who she was saying hello to but the name she said was the name of the person that just buried now and she's sort of speaking to my my other auntie so I found that it just, just hit me it was so inappropriate they just called somebody by their name of the person you know you miscalled their name especially if she actually did think that was her I mean, why would she be walking around after the funeral? But the point is, I laughed, and that was inappropriate. And any time I think back to that, I think it's funny. Another inappropriate time is Christmas. Many, many years ago, all the family were around watching um, some film. I forget the film. Uh, Valentine, something Valentine. And... It was Christmas Day or Boxing Day. And there was a bit in the film where the woman said she used the word clitoris. Okay, she said the word clitoris. And there was about ten of us in the room. And my grandmother said really loudly, what's a clitoris? I mean, she was, what, in her 70s then, and she's had, like, five kids. I mean, surely... No, she would have been in her, yeah, 70s. So I, I found it hilarious. I literally had to leave the room. I was struggling to breathe. 
I just found out it was so inappropriate what she said. But she didn't know what it... <laughs> and it's just... Things like that... I can bring to mind when things are getting a bit difficult. I can bring to mind some funny adventures, some little funny moments in my life. And that's worth holding on to. To keep that sense of humour going because sometimes it's needed. Sometimes it's really, really needed. So, that brings us to an end of another very, very long hypno chats. And I hope I kind of covered some of the um, angles that you were talking about, but I know I waffle on and that's what I do. So, that's what I do, I waffle. And that's why I do these things, because I can talk literally for hours. I can talk for another hour, easily. I'm not going to, because I never run out of words. And when I run out of words, I just make weird sounds. Ah, See? doesn't stop me. Running out of words, running out of sounds. I just, I can make, I can make, I can make weird... You know, I can do something. I'll just sit here without doing anything. So, that is the end of this uh, video, really. I've been thinking, um, I was... Like last night, I was in bed. I'm not going to go, I'm going to carry on talking. There's a few bits. I want it, I like... You know what I'd like to do? I want to share what's in here, what's in my mind with you and with the world. Or with people, people that want to know. Um, I've got a lot of ideas and a lot of them are just, they come to me when I'm asleep, not when I'm sort of laying down and I can't be bothered to write them down and I wish that I could remember them sometimes and I've got quite an active brain and so I'm always seeing different angles of the same thing if that if that makes sense so if I think of something that's happened I can then think of so many different alternative endings to that particular scenario so last night I was in bed and I was thinking to myself first of all there's the concern about going back to work and I'm a bit worried about it and not really sure what's going to happen there. There's the other side, I wonder what that yellow thing is, there's something on the screen I'm not sure what it is. The A lot of noise up there, I hope it hasn't been too noisy for you. The other thing is, I was thinking about doing like short hypnosis sessions, but like a little hypnotic idea, daily hypnotic idea. And I seem to want to do these daily things, but realistically, I just can't. It's that commitment of every day. It's like, okay, doesn't really work, but to do like a a short idea or a good idea good hypnotic idea 
and I just say, well, try this out. Because I've got different techniques I use if there's people coughing near me, if there's people sneezing near me, if it is raining, if it's windy, you know, different things I do with different weather. I do different things when I'm laying in bed. I have different ways of, um, in my mind, connecting with people. Uh, when I do these sessions, I imagine that I am talking to you. I'm actually communicating with you right now. You know, this isn't, I know it's a video screen or a computer screen or uh, a tele, you know, a phone screen, whatever you're watching it on, iPad, iPhone. But for me, it's me and you. That's all there is, it's just me and you. There's nothing else, there's no one else. And this is a one-on-one -on -one communication. And the energy that I feel, the, the feelings and emotions that I feel are sent through the screen to you. That's how I feel when I'm doing this. And so I was thinking of doing some, some of those shorter sessions. But I do like the longer ones because then you get an opportunity to lay down and close your eyes and just drift off and maybe fall asleep. Um, I don't know if you would have done tonight. I don't know how boring I've been or whether or not I've been too boring or whether or not the noise upstairs or the sound, so you say the word sound upstairs has been affecting you at all. Hasn't really bothered me too much. I'm trying to work my way around being okay with it because um, in the past, I struggled with uh, background sounds, you know, wanting it to be completely quiet. But it's not going to be quiet, not when there's other people living in the building. Um, so it's either wait until it's really quiet, which would be early in the morning. Um, I don't get up early in the morning or really late at night, which I guess is still early in the morning, sort of one or two in the morning. And that would guarantee me probably quiet period. And I don't really want to be up that late either, really. And if I do wait up that late, I don't necessarily feel in a mood to do anything I kind of want to do it when I'm awake that makes sense I don't want to drift off to sleep which I have done in the past a bit when I've done video sessions especially the insomnia ones I practically fall asleep doing them um, I should do more because they're the most popular videos I've got I should do more insomnia sessions more sleep hypnosis so I was also last night thinking, I'm still talking, I just keep talking, is what is it that I'm trying to accomplish? What is it that I'm trying to do with this hypnosis stuff, with these videos? Because in a sense, I seem to have moved away or what I do is transcending just normal hypnosis. There's, there's positive suggestions, there's... Uh, ways of looking at things differently but I'm doing it in my own different way to perhaps how it would normally be done and also how maybe some of my other sessions have been so um, I do wonder where I'm going with this where I'm heading with these sessions because this is different from what you would get 
I guess, possibly anywhere else, actually. I know some people do a bit of a mixture between hypnosis and this, but quite often they'll talk and then they'll say, right, now I'll lay down and count from five to, you know, and go into, like, an official hypnotic uh, session. And um, with these hypno chats, I don't do that. Um, but, you know, the other day I listened to one, and I quite liked it. I listened to... Um, I forget which one it was I think it was yesterday's one I listened back to it and I know there was some background sound and the microphone wasn't great even though I, I don't know I think I was tapping my foot or something so it was shaking the the microphone um, but you know after a while I didn't even notice that anymore and I just drifted off and I was listening to it and I was calm and relaxed and that was my own voice I mean it's I think it's much easier to be relaxed listening to somebody else's voice and someone else's words, especially when I don't know what they're going to say. Um, so, yeah, it was. I found it quite relaxing. So I'm hoping that that's also useful for other people also. Um, and I hope that what I say is positive. I do try. and I'm just a human being. I'm not Mr. Motivator. I'm not Mr. Positive all the time. I've got mixed states, or different different moods. Um, I generally don't make videos when I'm not in a good space anyway. So if I'm in a uh, a down mood, I I don't sit and make a video. That's kind of that's not the time that I make them. And so it'd <laughs> be a bit weird, wouldn't it, if I did that? Uh, so what I was thinking is, what am I doing? Why am I doing it? And where am I going with this? And I came to a kind of a conclusion that what I'm aiming for is to encourage people to help others. Um, I realise that might sound weird. But I was thinking it through, and I think the solution, potentially, to everything, to all the problems of the world, would be that, that we all focus on helping each other, on helping other people. Because once you've got that in place, you can't have racism, you can't have, can't have hatred because of sexuality, because of colour because of age, because of ability, because of what social status you are, or where you live, what accent you have, what car you drive. It won't make any difference. It'll make everyone the same, even playing field, because if your main aim in life is to help other people then there won't be any hunger there won't be people living on the streets people with mental health issues will get the help and a lot of those people with mental health issues eventually won't have mental health issues because they'll be in a society which cares 
and those people that caused the problems will eventually be gone. Children will be different. Children will grow up different with different values. And I know it's simplistic. I realise that. But it just dawned on me that people don't realise the benefit. Some I know a lot of people do, but some people, and I would say possibly the majority of people, it's just a it's a guess. Don't actually realise the benefit of helping other people. I don't mean just helping an old lady across the road or, you know, if someone drops something on the floor, picking it up for them. Although that's nice, that's not what I mean. I don't want, you know, it's okay doing that and then going to the pub and punching someone. That's That doesn't make you, uh, you know. It's about keeping in that zone, staying in that zone of helping people. So when you're in the pub, the last thing you want to do is get into a fight. The last thing that anybody wants to do is get into a fight. And those people that do want to get into a fight, it's because they've got emotional problems. Because of how they've been treated. Because of how what they're going through emotionally. Whether they've been mistreated as a child or maybe they're being bullied at work. Whatever it is that causes them to be how they are now. In an environment of everybody wanting to help. How can that person not flourish? How can that person not benefit? So those people that are violent now. That are angry. That are, feel hurt. Will suddenly feel differently. They'll be in a place of safety. Because it's the people, people that feel afraid and feel unsafe. They're the ones that lash out. People that feel secure and safe. They don't need to get into fights. They don't need to be violent. They don't need to bully. They've got nothing to prove. Because they feel safe and they feel happy and contented and they feel okay so by helping each other by having that as your goal your life goal is to help as many people as you can for that to be the most important thing in your life will change the world I really believe this and it's strange but been thinking about this for a while uh, not just last night but me thinking about this because I've done s quite a bit to help people over the years and I get a good feeling from it, it feels nice it's a Saturday night um, and it's 10 to 10 in the evening so I've spent the last hour and 15 minutes making a video um, to put on the internet for people that I've never met before to watch. Um, and it feels good to think that even 
couple of people might benefit from this. Some people have contacted me and told me that I've saved their life with my free hypnosis service. And it feels nice. It's unlikely anybody's ever going to say that in real life, unless I actually do save someone's life. You know? So, there's something to be said for helping others and to devote your life to it. And that's what I've devoted my life to. That's that's how I see my life is now, to help as many people as I can before I die. Um, that's it. That's what I've been doing for the last eight years. That's been my goal for the last ten years. Um, and... That's what I'm moving towards doing, hopefully at one point, being able to financially support myself to do that as well. But at the moment I offer free service and, you know, I also have to work. But this is the only reason I get up in the morning to do these videos, to do the hypnosis sessions, to help people. And I'm not saying this just to uh, make myself sound wonderful because I've got no reason to do that. Although it can be a celebration. Maybe I'm doing what I was talking about earlier, is celebrating. Celebrating accomplishment. Celebrating eight years of helping people around the world. You can celebrate being a parent. the most important responsibility that can be. Some would say the most difficult job. The most responsible job, generally, from a human level. Some would say flying a plane, you know, with 500 people in it, it was quite a responsible job, but, you know, it's as far as holding people's lives in your hands, but... On an emotional level, for you, looking after your child, raising your child the best you can, isn't that worth a pat on the back for you? Isn't that worth celebrating? Isn't that worth feeling good and smiling? So what I'm going to do is, before we go, it's an hour and 20 minutes nearly I've done. I didn't. Th I thought I was only going to do half an hour. How long have we got? Okay. I'll do five more minutes and I'm just going to show you a technique that I came up with last night. I tried it on myself so it works. All this is, is basically... I don't know about you, but I know that sometimes I can get stuck in my head. So, this is what I want you to do. Whenever you think that um, you've got those thoughts in your mind thinking, am I doing the right thing? Am I being a good enough parent? Am I a good enough parent? So, just those words, am I a good enough parent? I just want you to close your eyes. 
And all you do is just allow those words just to breathe out of your mouth. So you can just breathe and just breathe out and allow those words literally, physically, just to come out of your mouth. And just float around. And you can just watch them. Maybe they've got a shape, maybe they've got a, maybe they've got a colour. You don't have to do anything, it's not about trying to make them do anything or act any particular way. But just observe those words just floating outside your head, just in front of your face. If they move up further than they do, then just watch them. And just notice how it feels different. How you feel different. Physically. Emotionally. Notice how much clearer your head feels. What I want you to do now is just erase those words and just write down an answer outside of your head. The words just can be, I am a good parent. I'm a brilliant parent. I do my best. I'm outstanding. I'm awesome. Whatever, whatever words you want to write down. You can make them whatever colour you want, you can make them as big as you like. And when you're ready, I'd just like you just to breathe them into your mouth, move them back into your mind. And noticing how that feels now that those words have replaced the old words that were there before that have now been erased. Notice how you feel different. Notice how you physically feel different. Notice emotionally how you're feeling right now. You can open your eyes if you're ready to do so. It brings us to the end of this session. This is uh, a lot longer than I expected it to be. But there was a lot to say. There's a lot to think about. I think this wasn't a 10 minute session. It was never going to be a 10 minute session. I could have just come here and just said, you feel confident. You feel good about yourself. You are a great parent. You feel wonderful. You're special. And I could have just, you know, did sort of some kind of affirmations, which is fine if that's, that's useful as well. But we're human beings with minds that work. 
we're not just computers where we just have a little program that's put in which then suddenly you know changes how we think or feel that happens naturally anyway the unconscious mind taking an idea like a seed and then every time that you listen to my voice or watch my videos it waters, the seeds get watered, rewatered, even seeds that aren't even connected with what I'm talking about now. Previous seeds can get watered and fed and nourished, allowing you to feel better about yourself and to move forward and ultimately to free your mind and your life and appreciate yourself so that brings us to the end of this session and as we come to the end um, upstairs will probably go out now so the floorboards will stop creaking so uh, I'm going to say goodbye and um, I will see you on the next session if you have any requests then please let me know Thank you. My name's Jason. Newland. Thank you. And now I'm going to turn this thing off. Bye.